Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I am joined tonight uh, by uh, an event and portrait photographer. He can shoot you uh, feeling yourself having the time of your life. He can shoot you in the club, and he can also shoot a mean Milwaukee skyline. Uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you very much, Chris Hasi. Hazi, Hazi. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Chris Hazi, for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. I appreciate it. You bet, man. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Fresh out of work a little while ago. Um, had a good day at Best Buy. Um, talked to a lot of people, helped some people out. Um, yeah, I feel pretty good today. Got my bright colors on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I love the uh, magenta studio vibe you got going on here oh yeah that's a whole fanciness yeah i can i can switch it if i want to and get like a red going on or i should oh, do yeah. like a orange but yeah let's let's stick with the magenta i like that super yeah. fancy yeah. i guess love it and also that's by lights thing, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the uh the orange cap and hoodie uh combo is is also uh a good scheme too you're i you have a thing for uh, vibrant colors, and I uh, appreciate that about you, man. Oh, yeah. I try to be as expressive as I can when I can, when I'm not too tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I definitely feel that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so you said you had a good day at work. Uh, you're sipping out a little old-fashioned there, made by... Yeah, made uh, by the famous Kelsey Lawson. Big shout-out, Uh to the famous, the one and only Kelsey Lawson. <laughs> Having a couple of Goose Islands myself. I haven't tried any Goose Islands yet, but I need to get on that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think I was. What, what does the label look like? Because I think I always walk by it at the store, but I can't remember. Um, I can show you the can here. It's kind of um, kind of. Oh, generic. that's a little different. Yeah, not yeah. what I, not what I expected, but I'll have to try it out. And I love me some IPA, so. Yeah, it looks like. Looks like if Urban Outfitters sold a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It actually kind of does like that simple, you know, font. Minimalist. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Well, Chris, what we talk about a Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. So we've been Facebook friends and like I've followed you on social media for a while now. But um, our actual first like uh, interaction, if you will, was when Kelsey was actually on the show. Uh, a couple months ago and um you were in the shot at one point or, or she like uh, introduced you or something and and uh because I wanted to see if you were trying to be on the show because I knew you were a photographer and you were like sure so here we are and uh, I'm glad to finally sit down with you uh this is actually my last week of podcasting for a while so glad I could fit you in oh well I'm sad to hear that man are you are you just taking a breather for a little yeah. bit or yeah it's that. nothing it's nothing like crazy it's just i have a huge back catalog and i need a couple months off to catch up on uploads get back in the workforce and uh I'm doing some traveling this summer which will be exciting oh, good for you where are you going yeah. uh, it'll be my first time in la oh that'll be a lot of fun yeah uh my friend how many, uh how long are you gone yeah, uh, my friend and I are spending a week there. Uh, we've already bought the the uh, plane and bus tickets. Now we just got to figure out the lodging. It's not going to be cheap, but you know, I we both have never really been in LA, so I'm excited to experience it. You know, see if I could see myself there one day. You know, definitely. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy the weather very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a whole experience, man. It's it's just completely different over there, and it's really nice to just kind of loosen up and you know even just do the simple things like walking around, like we we're kind of talking about earlier, and just finding a good beach or something to stroll along or something like that. LA's amazing. Very very busy traffic in like the afternoon, like two to three is going to be tough to get around, but um, it's it's all well worth it. 100%. For sure. Definitely. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, man. So I guess to start uh, where we typically start um, is so Chris, uh, 
Where are you originally from? Are you from Milwaukee? Uh, so I'm from a little bit south of Milwaukee in a suburb called Oak Creek. Um, I was actually born in South Milwaukee, technically, but um, most of my childhood was in Oak Creek, pretty much from four going all the way through high school, um, sure. and a little bit of college. Um, yeah, I grew up right by Lake Michigan, so I was always really close to it. Um, and uh, yeah, my parents still live in Oak Creek. They live in my um, grandparents' old house. So um, my dad's parents just kind of handed it down to him, and it's a really, really cool uh three-story brick house it's it's really awesome in there and my mom and dad were always into kind of like woodworking or like some kind of like arts and crafts and things like that so I think partially that's where I get some of my like creative juices from but um you know awesome well that's that's fantastic um yeah I I'm not too familiar with the Oak Creek area but um I spent more time in like St. Francis Cudahy ish but uh okay yeah not too far man, away though man got gotta love seven bridges holy shit yeah i feel like that's the one thing that everybody can relate to like they know what seven bridges over there and bender park and stuff like that it's always really fun to just again go on walks and stuff over there i yeah. took like my high school uh senior photos over there yeah. like, there was all kinds of stuff yeah yeah dude it's like it's such a like uh pocket of escapism um, just in the middle of the suburbs. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel anything like South Milwaukee or like Cudahy. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 When I think of like South Milwaukee, I just think of like a bunch of like dad bars and shit like that. But but it's just, just uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, right on. So, Chris, uh, when you were a kid, when you were younger, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, wow. Uh, I guess I was kind of always like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I always dabbled into a bunch of creative things. Um, middle school, I was kind of just like a kid going through middle school, I guess. I didn't really have any like passions or anything like that. And um, I always liked music. Like my dad would always like take me to school and like we'd get like french toast sticks or something from burger king and we'd be listening to like fat bottom girls by queen or something yes. like that yeah. um and uh from there i kind of like branched into music my dad was always really supportive of that and paid for like guitar lessons and stuff like that um shout out to my teacher uh he's a guitarist from bad boy um popular oh. little milwaukee shout out if anybody remembers oh, those yeah. guys from the 80s <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I was always at guitar lessons and, um, through high school, I, like right towards the end, I started getting into like uh, a little bit more like artsy stuff, like choir and musical theater and stuff like that. And that was really where I kind of branched into more like musical things. And I didn't really know where I wanted to go with it. I knew I liked it a lot. I just didn't know what kind of the job field was. It always seemed like it was either like music teacher or like music manager. Um, so I guess that was kind of like the initial thought. And then when I went to college, I went for a little bit of music business just because I wanted to learn about, you know, like building a profile and stuff like that. And college was where I really kind of started branching out. And I got into like learning piano, learning how to produce, learning how to sing um learning how to play guitar like all these different instruments and really kind of honing in on that and then uh I, I went through like the like the main I don't want to say electives but like just the the normal base classes that you have to go through in college before you start doing the stuff that you really want to do yeah and um it just really wasn't for me like I was I was always like a b plus student like I, I would perform but I wouldn't like over perform or yeah. anything like that I didn't same, like same I was school also. wasn't really where I wanted to put my hundred percent in I, I was always like creative and I was in a band in high school and that kind of followed me through college a little bit um so uh yeah after college it was just kind of like a period where I was almost like strictly in the band and doing stuff and we actually went a couple places um we got to play around milwaukee we went to la to play a show what was um, the band uh, i was called there was there was a couple of the the main one was no coast and it was a um kind of more like a pop punk group almost oh, sure 
dope. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had our trips. Um, typical band things happened. I mean, anything that you'd see on like a, a movie about a band, you know, we went through all the struggles and all the ups and downs and yeah. Um, eventually, you know, it kind of snapped for me. I'm like, oh, I can't do the band thing forever. Like I got to figure something out. We went to California. We do what we wanted to do. Talk to a couple producers, but you know, we haven't made it, you know what I mean? So, so I did a lot of like restaurant and like retail work. So job wise, I was in between like, you know, Applebee's and like Water Street Brewery and Bel Air and couple places i had a lot of tenure with h&m at the time too so i was working like retail jobs so i've I've always almost been on kind of like the breaching second shift you know like two to ten shift yeah okay um and then i found kelsey and kelsey was the one that actually got me into photography because she was working for a company called weekend natives at the time all right yes yes yep so that was the kind of start of that and i always thought photography was really cool and um, you know, I just thought it was a cool thing to be able to walk around with like a camera and like capture what I see. Um, so she taught me like a bunch of light tricks. We went on a bunch of walks with, you know, just shooting stuff around Milwaukee and having fun. And, um, it was a really cool process to be able to learn that. And lo and behold, as soon as I got, you know, comfortable with it, uh, we were going out, you know, from time to time, like when we were initially starting to date and, we go to a few bars in like, you know, downtown Milwaukee and I'd network a little bit and say, you know, I'm getting into photography. Do you guys, you know, need any help with photography or anything like that? And uh, eventually they just said, yeah, we would love to have you in, try it out. So that was at RWB Milwaukee at the time, which is off Old World Third and uh, gained a lot of practice from those those places because it's, it's a different type of photography it's a dark environment so you kind of gotta compensate and be a little different um and uh yeah i ended up uh moving across the street as well too so there was another place called pub club i did split nights there so i'd go back and forth in between both clubs it was yeah. uh i i did it for a very low rate <laughs> in the beginning so uh it was uh it was just an experience for me it was it was a lot of practice and kind of honing my craft and getting good at it um and then down the line weekend natives actually ended up pulling me in um kelsey branched off into her graphic design field which she has a hell of a lot of forte in um and i just loved cameras so I, i was happy to help them out and start working at a couple different clubs in milwaukee uh site 1a at the time was the spot uh, they had crazy lights and stuff. And I just thought it was so cool to be able to shoot there. Cause I got to go to Oak a couple times before that, um, as the old place. And then, uh, yeah, now I, I'm getting hit up by four or five different clubs in Milwaukee. I'm underneath my own name now, just because all the weekend natives moved away. So I am the weekend native, I guess now. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but it's, uh, I can't tell you how rewarding it is to, you know, have people knocking on your door like that and, you know, really wanting your photos places. That's it. It makes you feel really good. And, you know, yeah. shows us that the hard work is doing something. Definitely. It's just amazing. Like when you have like a creative trade like that, that is so sought out and it, you Definitely. are, and you know, you're being requested and uh, you know, you're, that you know your your specific uh, brand of of picturing and portraiture is uh, you know that people are looking for that. Uh, so yeah, I that has to be a great feeling. Um, I first time I heard of Weekend Natives was actually it's kind of funny. Um, it was uh, the summer after I graduated college. It was like three years ago, and uh, we were out of Bad Genie. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't know if I like wasn't really drinking that night or what, but Weekend Natives was shooting that night. And um, the next day, um, Austin McCoola like tagged me in a picture that apparently I was in. And it's just me in the middle of this really 
popping crowd with just <laughs> staring right at the camera and I have the blankest most unamused face <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like everyone's having like the time of their lives and I'm just like sitting here like like looking like Squidward, you know, and oh, uh, <laughs> and I I made the caption. I posted it. Um, I made the caption uh, when it's lit, but you got work at seven a.m. And I'm pretty sure that I that's feel what... like I might have seen this photo. Actually, oh yeah, which is really funny. I yeah. think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah. I don't think it was me that shot it. I think it was Andy at the time when he was still here. But that's oh, that's, that's funny. really funny. Hmm. Um, yeah, you just kind of find yourself in a photo sometimes. That's just yeah. how it is yeah but after that i'm like yeah i started following weekend natives and saw they were shooting a lot of different clubs around town and uh it is capturing um the memories of nights you don't always remember but you don't always <laughs> remember like, to describe it <laughs> how it go how it went but you remember how it made you feel and uh that's why i've always admired like the work that uh, weekend natives does for sure and it's cool that you were a part of that for sure yeah we're really just kind of like uh you know part of the crowd almost like it's yeah i guess when i i never would have thought that i would have ended up being some kind of club photographer or anything like that and i guess if if it were earlier at the time what i would have thought of that would be like oh it's a photographer he's got his own little corner like tucked away over there and you know people go over to him to like take a photo against the wall or something like that but we're really just right smack dab in the middle of it. Like, you know, at the time, shoulder to shoulder, you know, just yeah. fighting our way through the crowd, but also just trying to, you know, get the funny things and get the good moments. Yeah. So. Right. It's not, it's, you don't treat it as like a, like a passive thing. It's, it's an, it's actively a part of uh, the, the nightlife experience. And uh, that's important. Yeah. Cause you get like the really genuine, scenes and and shots of people just in the moment you know yep having a really good time it's not it's almost like shooting a concert but more intimate which i thought was just really really cool when i started doing it and you get to network and meet a lot of cool people at the same time so it's just a lot of like good things happening all at once and also you know getting drunk at the same time (laughs) yeah right yeah exactly so so what has that been like uh the last like four or five years you've been doing this uh well i uh, trying to think now when i started over at pub club and rwb yeah yeah probably at least three to five or yeah three to five years i would say cool um so it's been a while um and even just photography like branching out into videography and other stuff like that you know getting out of the club and things like that a lot, a lot of things have grown especially over this last year with how much people need streaming and videos and content yeah. to post and stuff like that it's just i've been so thankful definitely so yeah that being said i'm glad you bring that up because uh i'd love to hear more about like so you obviously you do like portrait photography as well i know you've done like the mke series where you're shooting like different parts of the city um especially as it relates to the sky when did you start kind of branching out like what got you into the different the different uh facets uh well I I did a little portraiture in the beginning I want to say that was that was kind of like a starting point and then uh, eventually the kind of clubs found me shortly after that um I would say right around like two maybe three years ago was where I started like kind of picking up the idea of video um it was shortly i want to say it was shortly after i started working for best buy so yeah probably like 2017 2018 um i'd gotten my first sony camera and uh that was where i could really you know finally do like 4k video and slow things down and i really was kind of nervous to get into video because i knew it was a little bit more to tackle um but uh i had built like a pretty good connection base from the clubs after that so eventually i found some corporate work from you know a buddy that needed like a it was kind of like just like a corporate like get together event at the time they had like food set up in the beginning but it was this really cool part of like i forget what building it was in downtown milwaukee but just glass everywhere and like cool little event stuff set up so that was my first gig like 
probably first day with like a gimbal for my camera so i'm just like this little nerdy dude with a bunch of tech like walking in here like this is gonna be a perfect video and uh it wasn't a disaster but it was definitely a lot more than i thought it was so um after that i was hooked i just wanted to keep making more videos whether they were just small ones for myself or you know just taking my camera more places and yeah having fun with it um even not even just video i ended up doing uh like a little bit of realty work with a couple friends so they had like an airbnb set up and um got some photos for that for them and then uh did a little drone like stream work with like some dj friends of mine on a rooftop that was a lot of fun um (laughs) nice i think yeah last last year and like the year before where where it i i got more into like the streaming aspect of things um which there's a couple different ways to do it i mean there's definitely broadcasting where you have multiple cameras set up and it's actually live but I found a way to be able to pre-record a video and go live with it, which I thought was a cool idea. Um, not really necessarily trickery, but in the sense of like having a drone up in the air, there's not really a good way to broadcast that. So um, I thought it would be cool to just set up like three cameras, have a DJ play like kind of like a cohesive set and um, throw the drone up and spin it around them. And it was a really cool stream and it went really awesome the first time. Oh, it uses the drone like in tandem with the other cameras that are also like yeah so dimensions. the drone was a little tough to like match up the audio with what exactly was going on um oh, yeah. thankfully in final cut it's easy to record something on three different cameras and then sync up the audio later mm-hmm. so um this first setup i had so much stuff with me i had a full-on like audio interface with my computer like three cameras tripods uh the drone flying around all kinds of stuff and uh it took me like a good three weeks to edit all of the footage wow. but yeah it was my first time doing something like that and um it turned out really really cool and i, I was just I was just kind of like really motivated to make something really cool at that point in time. And I was like, I don't even care how long this takes. Like, I just want to be able to go live with something that I made. And um, I don't really have to worry about like hiccups or anything if something happens live because I can always edit it later. So, yeah, yeah, that right there is exactly why I love doing this podcast so much and why, like, why I have the output that I do and everything that goes into editing, you know, is it it can be very tedious. It can, you know, make you squint your eyes a lot. It can, uh, it can be kind of aggravating, but honestly though, like, yeah, the finished product was was always like, always refueled my imagination for what's next. Like in college, I was in broadcasting or excuse me, no, in high school, um, in high school, we had a broadcasting program and, um, We, uh, yeah, we used Final Cut Pro and we, one of our assignments was to like make like a music video uh, to oh, okay. popular songs, you know, and lip syncing a, a Coldplay song and using like five different uh, shots and lining them all up, like, like getting everything to sync right. Like, yeah, it's, it's especially when, you know, I, I was like a impatient out of control 17 year old you know uh, <laughs> it it's i didn't have the patience for it at the time but now it's like man i would kill to do stuff like that again you're in total control of like what of like how everything is sequenced and um and yeah like when you're working with several different shots at once like it's like there's so many different ways it can go but and the way that you choose it to like the find the way you have to be so absolutely intentional with the way the final product is going to look and that makes it a I think having like a music background for some reason really helps out with like video and like being able to cut really well I don't know what it is but it's just like you have meticulous like sense of time it's meticulous yeah yep and it's so rewarding when you're finally done and you can just hit export and watch that little loading sign just go up and you're like i'm done with it i got a file now we're good yeah it's very relieving and you kind of feel like a like a little tv broadcaster when you're putting something together with a video too so definitely yeah exactly even if you're doing your pajamas man you know (laughs) oh yeah i'm in my i'm in my 
you know comfy gear right now so that's my favorite way to edit same get a good comfy chair that's actually one thing i need to invest in is a little better chair just to edit in and plop my ass down for eight hours but right on (laughs) yeah no i need i need another one too i'm kind of sitting in this like metal chair with a cushion falling apart that's an investment i need for mr nice guy uh next season definitely i heard office depot's got some clearance sales going on so there you go word cheers to that um (laughs) so uh yeah uh, i'm gonna actually pull up your uh instagram here uh so i can uh specifically it's a little dated (laughs) that's okay uh well i wanted to ask about um so tell me about this mk photo series that you were doing for a long time uh, yeah, uh, so that was kind of a, just a real impulse decision. Um, I haven't, I hadn't really done something. And this is another thing that Kelsey definitely like pushed me toward because she had her own like little series of making a graphic design post almost like every day. And uh, I thought that was a really, really cool concept. And although I don't, I don't know what it is about social media. I don't, I guess I don't always want to post to it mm-hmm. and yeah. it tends to get a little toxic. So I, I, I almost use the social media side of things versus like the small business side of things, which is what I should be doing and where I'd get a little bit more happiness out of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I did it. I just wanted to, we went on a photo walk for work. So Best Buy paid for us to go out for a day and just kind of walk around Milwaukee with a bunch of other photographers that worked at Best Buy um, we could take out any equipment that we wanted so I could get like a $3,000 Sony camera with like this $2,000 lens and like have the time of my life with it. Wow. Um, so it was cool to get a backpack together. And, you know, I'd, I'd kind of already been in like the middle of, you know, I was at kind of, it wasn't that long ago. I want to say it was like less than a year ago, maybe a year or two ago, but I was more established as a photographer. So I knew what I was doing and brought the drone out and had a bunch of fun with that too. It was a really nice day. Um, and it was still a learning experience of something that I hadn't done before because we stayed out later past night and uh, went over to the public market and started doing long exposure photos, which I had never done before. Yeah. So I thought that was super sick being able to just throw a tripod out and, you know, take a long 10 second exposure photo with, you know, like the, the hop going by and like a bunch of cars yeah. going by and it was it was a groovy. really, really awesome experience. That's groovy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that type of photography was completely different than anything else I'd done before. And it just made me want to, it definitely branched me off. Like when, we, when I started going up north afterwards, we, um, you know, I'd whip it out for like astrophotography stuff and stuff like that. So um, after I just had this big batch of photos from, you know, working downtown i just decided you know i'm just gonna save all these and never delete them and uh i'm gonna say about like a month or two later i went through and really started like editing the hell out of them and then i was like well i have like you know 30 to 50 photos i should just do a series where i like post one a day for a month and just see how people react to it and uh i had no idea that people were gonna like it so much and um Ended up making some prints for uh, Rebel Bar down in Bayview. They wanted me to have those up and I'd never done that before too. So that was a little overwhelming and, you know, a really cool feeling that somebody wanted to see my work up in a building that I could sell it for. Yeah. Um, And some of them are still up over there. I got to update a few spots that were things were taken, but I think it was really awesome. I made like close to like $700 the first night and just selling prints. So it was really reassuring that I'm out here, you know, doing stuff that people like and, you know, made me feel really good about myself. So it's cool to be able to invite people out for like my little photo shooting or right viewing on. and stuff like that. So, yeah, dude, this, this is like nothing so affirming, you know, like life just fucking makes sense in that moment, you know, amidst all this chaos and anxiety and confusion that goes on day to day, like people will say like, yeah, you know, like, this bar wants to hang my prints up in their, on their walls. Absolutely. So meaningful, you know, and, and, um, and it's really, it's, yeah, it's just really dope that, uh, you know, you once again, like you didn't even know, like, cause you, you're saying like, you didn't even know like the impact, like, you know, it was going to make uh, just by, you know, sifting through these old photos. 
Um, so <laughs> yeah, I had, I had no clue and everybody was really supportive of everything. And it was just kind of definitely one of those like full circle moments where, you know, I'm mostly just a digital artist for the most part, but, you know, being able to have like a physical print of something and it was hard to put it in the glass and hang it up and not take it for my own. But, you know, <laughs> now I know I can, I can always print out one for myself, but yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, dude. Love that. Um, yeah. So uh, are you still shooting with uh, that Sony camera? Yeah. So uh, the coolest thing about the Sony position over at Best Buy is they actually give you a camera, um, cool. which is mainly to be used at like work. So like, you know, we have cameras like in a kind of like round table setting where people can, you know, pick them up. They have security tags on them, but like you can still take photos and use them. Um, Sony, I guess, wants to like have a, you know, a physical one that's like free of security that you can just walk around with or people can try stuff out with. Um, but you also have it as, you know, kind of your own personal camera to test it and use it and learn more about how to use it. So they gave me a, a full frame camera to use. I had already had a crop sensor camera that I already used for, you know, all the, the club stuff. And, you know, when I was getting that started and now I, I want to say I have five or six cameras, mm. um, not all Sony's, but you know, I, I got little like B cameras and like a little Osmo and I've had GoPros in the past, um, got drones. It's, uh, yeah. If you look at my employee purchases at Best Buy, it's pretty, uh, pretty expansive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it's, I just, went all in i just loved photography the second I, I started getting into it so it's fun to kind of you know update everything and get these cool lights that i can throw in the office and um just start thinking of different cool things that i can do with it i think i always wanted to start some sort of youtube channel or something like that but it's just really grinding the gears and getting down to it kind of like you were saying it's it's a lot of work and you get backlogged with work sometimes and it yeah. just feels, you know, but it becomes an obsession and it becomes inseparable yep. from like your routine. You know, it's like, if you're not doing it, you feel like something's missing out of your, uh, your, your rhythm, you know, and, uh, you know, definitely like you, you learn your boundaries and limits and like you learn that you can't burn yourself out from too, doing too much, uh, which I've definitely been confronted about, but, but like, um but finding like that yeah the, the healthy dose of like creative creativity but also making time for yourself to just not work and just be and also for your family friends significant other etc like um yeah it's sometimes sometimes it is an everlasting balance as a creative to to, to, to find you know yeah, you definitely don't want to overwork yourself and, you know, turn what's a passion of yours into, you know, chore. what feels like a chore. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it, it, it you're right. It is a constant battle. And, uh, you know, I, def I definitely feel it on like the Fridays and Saturdays when I work, you know, the, the 10 to 7 over at Best Buy and get an hour to eat and then head over to the club from nine to three in the morning, um, for, you know. Fridays and Saturdays are probably just the big day, biggest days for that. But I think the, cause my, my weekend is more so like a Monday, Tuesday, it's retail best buy. So I'm going to be there Saturday, Sundays, no matter what, but um, Monday, Tuesday, it's, it's really like, you know, I want to be lazy and I want to sleep in, but also like I should do a load of laundry. Like I should just get some stuff done around the house. Like, if I'm always thinking about like what I have to edit in my head, I'm like, well, like if I'm like stressed out or if I don't want to do that right now, at least like find something productive to do. So getting my ass out of the bed in the morning. And, you know, I think that's a, a lot of the growth from, you know, being a 22 year old photographer versus being a pushing 30 year old photographer. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Laundry is definitely something that can be hard to factor into your day. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That and, um, cooking, like I love to cook, but sometimes it takes so damn long, you know? And it's like, Oh yeah. Especially at Best Buy. I just want something quick, 
yeah. most of the time. But and then again, I mean, that's another reason why Kelsey's a saint. You know, sometimes we'll just decide ahead of the time in the week, well, like yeah. oh, we just want to do a, like a meal prep this week or something like that, and bring something to work. If I remember to bring it to work, <laughs> no. <laughs> right on. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, what's kind of the uh, the the means of that you're operating kind of like right now? Like, uh, so I know you you said you're you're working with Lucid right now, uh, doing the weekend stuff. But uh, yeah, if, if someone wants to get in touch with you, if someone wants to do a, a shoot, um, well, like, how are you operating right now? I guess. I would say Instagram is definitely probably going to be my main resource at the moment. Um, it's just easy. So like in a, in a club setting, for example, if I'm trying to like network with somebody, um, what I'll say is because times are just different now with like COVID and things like that. Obviously, Lucid isn't going to post every photo that I post. Um, so um, I kind of how I send those photos over to lucid is just via dropbox link um and i have a business based dropbox so everything is itemized i just basically have a big lucid folder and every date's in there so if i send that dropbox folder as a link i usually just tell everybody hey download the dropbox app um if you open this link find your date and you can just go in there save the photos i get paid by the bar so they're completely free to you um i might maybe start throwing like a memo link in there if anybody wants to tip me or anything afterwards i mean it's definitely appreciated but you know i'm usually not like walking around the club like collecting tips or anything like that i'm mostly just there to like make sure people are happy and yeah it's a free like, photo you're like it's holding really your hat photo. you're holding your hat out and you're like <laughs> yeah no <laughs> no yeah. thankfully not. I'd be like oh, give me something please right yeah. um but no it's it's definitely it's definitely a great way to network and um you know having business cards obviously you know like the simple stuff available is great too but having that you know i, I literally have that interaction where i grab your phone like follow myself like send myself a message hey send me photos it gives me a follow people you know start to you know generate and i get kind of more of a message board and then you know the, the way i like to do business is hopefully make it feel like you know, some sort of, you know, family that you can go to on the weekends. And, um, you know, I, I love having regulars. I think when I started working at Starbucks, when I was a kid in high school, that was one of my favorite thing. We had regulars there that we would always see. So I worked at Starbucks cool to too. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, you know, have regulars and work at a club and, you know, try to make sure everybody's happy and, you know, give them enough conversation that makes it feel worthwhile. And I didn't just like, you know, give them 20 seconds of conversation and be like, oh, I got to run and work. Like, um, but I think, yeah, I, I worry about people and I just want to make sure that they're, you know, taken care of and stuff like that. So um, I guess that's kind of like the, the giving side of what I like to do. It's, you know, I, I love that reaction when I take a photo of somebody and flip over the camera and they're just like, what? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I feed oh, off cool. of that energy. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so like you're cool to like book stuff right now. If someone wants to do like a portrait shoot or something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I've done, uh, mostly just like kind of like, like we're saying, like you go on a walk and like you do more like architectural, like, you know, portraits, things like that stuff around Milwaukee. Um, nowadays i mean there's there's so many different studios and um you know small businesses that are out there that are just trying to make it off of you know having like a photo studio or like some cool lights in there um so i haven't done as much studio photography but i am definitely not going to back down to a challenge and um i still think that would be a really really cool idea to start getting into like some studio stuff and i always say i'll try something at least once so yeah um you know, cool. whether it's that type, whether it's, you know, walking around Milwaukee or doing something that's, I, I could use all of the clientele that I can get. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Well, it's good that you're so versatile, you know, and, uh, you have, you have a lot of, uh, tools in your, uh, utility, uh, for vibe, the vibe people are going for or the context. Um, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, 
So for anyone who is uh, interested in getting involved in drones, uh, what are what are some like beginner uh, tips and tricks uh, in, cause I mean, it's a very expensive piece of equipment. So it uh, has to be handled properly. What are, yeah, I guess like, what are some uh, little piece of advice you'd give for anyone who uh, wants to get started with one? Uh, well, as, as it's kind of come along, there's definitely a lot more options of things that you can do to practice before you get a drone. Um, DJI actually has an app called, oh, I gotta look it up now. I want to say it's called DJI fly. Um, but DJI virtual flight actually. And essentially what you can do is you can just use your phone and it's a virtual environment, um, that you can just fly around in and practice flying a drone. Um, that's probably the, the first place to start, um, most drones are just going to be uh, designed, the, the, the idea of a drone or at least a general one, not like an FPV drone or anything like that is it's supposed to just stay level. So even when the drone like tilts or goes like this, that gimbal is making the camera just stay completely flat. Okay. Um, so most drones are gonna do that. Um, not all drones are going to have like what they would call obstacle avoidance. So um, like the DJI is a really popular uh, manufacturer of drones. I would say their, their probably more popular model is their Mini 2, which is their smallest drone. It's 249 grams, whereas 250 grams is the weight limit where you have to register the drone at that point, which isn't really that much of a process. If you're just flying it around as a consumer, it's five bucks, you get a license for a year. If you re-up that license, I really don't think you have to pay anything. Um, but if you wanna start making money off of a drone that's more heavy than that, you have to apply for a commercial license, you have to go over to the airport, you know, practice for an exam, fill out like a, probably like hour, hour long exam. Um, and then you have the license for a year. It's about 150 bucks, I wanna say. Um, but if you don't want to go through all that, if you're just doing like home videos and stuff like that, the mini two, you just activate it and it's fine. That drone is right around like five, $600, which is a good price point for most people. It might be a little high for a drone, but I mean, you are essentially flying around like a bird with a camera on it. So, um, there are less expensive drones out there. Like a Tello is a really popular one. It's 150 bucks, but it doesn't have any wind resistance to it. So, I mean, you're, you're really only going like 10, 20 feet in the air at most. Otherwise it is definitely just going to fly off on you. Um, um, but I would say like the, like something like the Mavic air, which is the next step up from that mini two is going to be right underneath a grand, but at least you have like obstacle avoidance on the bottom, the front, you know, the top. So if you're flying towards a set of trees, it's either going to just break and stop in midair or try to fly over it, which is nice. Um, anybody that's picking it up, I mean, the first thing that I would recommend to you would be just to get the protection plan on it too. It's usually expensive. It's about half the cost of the drone, but you are going to crash the drone. Um, no matter what anybody says, you will crash the drone. So sure. it's nice to you know have that set up. If, if it's something that you wanna keep around for a while, um, it, it would just really suck to, you know, have something that you paid $600 for break and then all of a sudden you can't use it. Are, they, um, are there certain models that sort of account for like precipitation, for example? Yes. Um, not as many consumer drones would be more so for that. Definitely like a cinema drone for sure. Um, I mean, at that point you're pushing, you know, past $5,000. Um, but you're flying around, you're not flying around like a, like a already dedicated little camera. I mean, you're flying around like an actual like DSLR or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it definitely exists. Um, I mean, there's all different types of drones out there. There's FPV where you have all of your axes unlocked so you can swoop and dip and fly like a normal bird and do flips and stuff. There's also, um, like architectural drones where they have like thermal scanning and, you know, you can scan architecture for uh, like inefficiencies and, you know, zoom in really close to see like workmanship or like if this bolt was screwed in properly or whatever that is going on with 
you know, what type of integrity of the building. A lot of construction workers will do that, things like that. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's a drone for pretty much everybody out there. FPV has gotten a lot more popular. Um, there's a really popular guy on YouTube named Johnny FPV and he works for Red Bull, but he'll do like, you know, fly alongs with like race cars and, you know, whip around the front of the car, but then also fly fast enough backwards to be able to track it and then flip on the other side. It's, (laughs) it's crazy. There was a really popular video that came out where um, an FPV drone was flying through a bowling alley. um, And they go like behind the pins and go up and, you know, flying between people's legs when they're shooting the ball and stuff like that. Um, that's definitely like more of a kind of like make your own drone type, uh, thing because they basically just attach a GoPro to like a a body and a battery. And, uh, if those crash, I mean, you solder all that stuff together. Like you're really learning how to make a drone in that respect. Um, but yeah, there's, there's all different types of ways you can do it. I mean, you can make videos with it, or, I mean, you can just kind of have fun and fly around and you know feel like a bird sometimes yeah um there's a lot of different ways you can go with it right on appreciate you uh giving all that insight uh like you said it's um there's plenty of recreational value to having one but as as well as professional value but also just um i mean i saw a lot of drones flying around uh during the uh protests last summer and that was great yeah you know, um, to have it just be uh, a storytelling mechanism, um, there's a lot of power to that in of itself. So cool stuff. Uh, yeah, I love seeing it. Uh, honestly, I mean, just being at Best Buy, I mean, I see it's a lot more common now. I see people buying a drone at least like three to five times a week now. Um a lot of times it's like older guys, like I think they're retired and they're looking for like a new hobby or something fun to do. So um, they just really get stoked and come in with a bunch of drone questions for me and show off clips and stuff like that, saying how happy they are that they picked up yeah. their own. So in its own sense, it's a little rewarding to definitely relate to the dads out there that are looking for a new hobby and yeah. want to get up in the air and fly around. I mean, it, you really are in you know a small sense of so your own kind of pilot. So just yeah. uh be safe and you know be courteous out there to anybody that's listening to this and flying drones around don't go try flying into the airport or a military base or anything like that all right right yeah don't uh don't be liable for no shit for sure um yeah uh chris the last question i had for you is um uh so do you still uh work on music at all these days not as much as i wish i did um I still, so I think probably my favorite thing to do if I'm like the day off and I'm just trying to like escape from stuff is to just like drum along to songs. So I have an electronic drum kit over here and it's nice to be able to do that. Granted, I'm in an upper and a duplex and the, uh, our tenant below us, his name's Wayne, but his bedroom is literally right below me. So (laughs) I, uh, I kind of feel bad. I do it at like decent times and stuff, but it's nice to be able to just jam out and you know, if I had a stressful day or something like that, just kind of hit some pads and get it out of me. But um, yeah, this this whole room was kind of set up as a studio. So the idea is to eventually write more music and whether that's, you know, just making beats and you know forcing myself to make something that's like 30 seconds long a day or, you know, just writing something a week or something like that. It's it's definitely a uh routine that i'm trying to get myself into it's just you know finding the time and not feeling so exhausted after you know a hard week of retail or you know shooting out after a weekend stuff like that getting my chores done but also having some time to do stuff that i like to do so i think it's just um if i'm ever in a rut or anything like that it's probably because i haven't created anything in a while and i'm always you know I guess in a sense, kind of living by uh, Kelsey's little mantra with Rebel Squid is make cool shit every day. So, yeah, um, that's a great as long as I'm it is a great mantra Um, and it's what makes me happy, especially for any creatives out there. Like if you're going through a block or something like that, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, you making something. You could just go for a walk and kind of let your mind wander for a little bit as well, too. 
Yes, I agree. Um, I live on the edge of River West, uh, kind of um, kind of off of North Avenue. Like, do you know where Reservoir Park is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I walk through there a couple times a week, and um, it's, a, it's a fantastic tranquility against the skyline of Milwaukee um, to lose my mind to, as you were saying. Um, it's, yeah, and I highly recommend uh, everyone, you know, no matter what part of the city you live in, like, whether it is through just, you know, exercise or meditation or uh, immersion in nature, like, everyone needs something that's going to, like, bring them back, bring themselves back to the core. And um, it's cool that, you know, music is one of those things that does it for you, uh, just, you know, as a little hobby to do, you know, to blow off some steam after, after, you're done with work um so i definitely have some like releases and things out there that people may be able to find but uh okay yeah between like the band and like the the soundcloud page it's just stuff that like you know i've it's the same thing as like looking at like an instagram that you haven't updated in a while it's like oh man i should really like post something over there or, like yeah. you know give people something to chew on so you know it's always just looking at things that i can upgrade but at the same time like when i finally get something like that done it's just super rewarding i'm like why the hell didn't i do this like a long time ago you know yeah 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 dude i feel that way a lot too like um i'm a huge music nerd so it's like you know listening to some listening getting into some new music that's just so grand and so great that people have been someone told me about like a long time ago and i just like never got around to it until now i'm like holy shit i should have like I need to start listening to my friends more. Like this, this shit's awesome. Or watching a new show, or watching like a movie. You know, like um, I, I feel that way all the time. It's like, yeah, I. This stuff's been That's here. Wow, the world's time. like that. As yeah, far as like the arts goes, like it's just a, it's such a kind of, it's such a, like a carefree way for people to like connect with each other, like just oh man, like I can share this playlist with you or like, you know, check out this really dope photo or like this cool video about something or like, man, this new Marvel movie was so sick or like, you know, everybody's into something like that, whether it's like music videos, movies, like television shows, music in general, like, I don't know. I just, people like you and me were just always like attached to stuff like that. Yeah. It's all just at our fingertips, you know, like that's the crazy thing is like it's been it's been sitting here. There's a lot of great dope content and art and um, and uh, material. It's just been like staring at us in the face this whole time, just waiting for us to, you know, get sucked into it. And that really applies. And it can be something like a camera, you know, yeah. it can be something like picking up the camera and seeing what you do with it. I will tell you that getting into personal nature photography in the last year, visiting different parks in Milwaukee and just, you know, taking cool pictures of things I like has been one of the most important pastimes I've picked up in the last year. And uh, yeah, and I think we live in just such a fast paced climate normally where, you know, we're just so hell bent on money and competition and just like, being just staying uh staying like ahead of of our surroundings we're so like hell-bent on that normally where we don't have we don't even just have time to just just chill out like sit back and actually take a look around you know and uh i think this past year was a great marker for that to really embrace that um and uh, 100 percent and I, I think mo- I think most creatives I, I've talked to, even that aren't necessarily creatives, but you know, just picked up new hobbies. You know, like I think there's been a lot of silver lining to being in quarantine, and uh, yeah, and you know, it's it's important to really bask in uh, just all the possibilities. So um, I think that definitely uh, kind of branches out especially if you you know have a lot of arts related stuff in school um i I was just talking on like a online thread the other day about how the 
school of the arts really like shaped a lot of people oh at least in milwaukee the milwaukee school of arts shaped a lot of just really creative people that came out of it um naman june is that uh ufc fighter she came out of milwaukee school of the arts um webster x came out of there i think a bunch of really just cool like creative minded people just ended up coming out of there my guest uh that i had earlier today he he's a alum of high school of the arts yeah, it's it's crazy cool. just what it does to like put that in a kid's mind early on and then they almost kind of like find their own way to what they like a lot whether it's like singing or drawing or you know making graphic art or something like that you know versus just like the you know the boring math things and stuff like that you know i think being creative and you know having that love for music and stuff like that and you know having a love for photography or, you know, something creative that you can make is definitely just as useful as all of that other stuff, if not more. It is. Um, and that is why public schools, I mean, private, all schools, private and public, like fund your arts programs, seriously. Like, our that's kids, what, kids, uh, need imagination. it almost gives kids like personality it's crazy yeah I don't, know, I don't know what it is but like you definitely come into your own when you realize like what type of artist that you are right yeah and kids need that that outlet for imagination like without it you know it's it just inhibits them so much you know like and i'm very fortunate that you know i grew up with that um but, you know, sadly, there's a lot of kids, especially in MPS, which is severely underfunded, don't. And, um, yeah, we maybe we'll state it now. School of Rock should be a, a requirement in elementary school. Yes. To watch. <laughs> I love that. That is a great idea. Chris, uh, thank you for being on the show. This was uh, great to talk to you. Great to hear about uh, your uh, My pleasure. creative endeavors. Yeah. And uh, on our way out, I ask everyone the same two questions. Uh, the first is Chris, uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Um, uh, probably thinking about what I'm going to do next creatively. Um, yeah, I'm always just thinking, I, I want to think about, you know, just what, what I'm going to do to take the next step forward or you know, do I, do I still like doing this type of photography or do I want to switch it up and do something completely different, um, traveling and doing, you know, the stuff that I love to do and getting out of Milwaukee. And, um, honestly, I mean, keeping me up at night is probably the clubs a lot of times just being out that late, but, um, I don't know. I think I'm, I, I think I just, I don't have, a top end of like capacity for being able to just like take in like art and creative things like i'll be up late like playing a video game or like watching a really cool tv show that i like like the the cinematography on or um listening to like this one song that i just can't get out of my head over and over and over again or just playing a cool album on vinyl like it's just i i can't get enough art and sometimes i lose sleep over it but it's I don't know. It's worth it in my eyes to kind of have that feeling all the time of like, wow, this is something completely different and completely new yeah. that I've never seen before, but this is so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's how I just take in information, I guess. Yeah. I hear you hundred percent. The second question is what puts you to sleep? Uh, liquor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. The, the nightcap, uh, is a big thing for me too. I usually have a couple beers before bed too. Helps. Um, but I don't know. I thought I'd say like uh, you know, on a day that I feel like I, I really, you know, either help somebody out or made something really cool, and um, you know, you just kind of go to bed with like a smile on your face, like damn, I made something today. Like that felt really cool, or like I reached out to somebody and you know they really appreciated something that I did. Um, and a little more off topic, I would say rain puts me right to sleep. I love having the window open with rain going on outside. It's, I don't know what it is. It just knocks me right out. I sleep like a baby. Yeah. I love a good storm at night. I also, it's weird. Like 
honestly, like when the when it's really windy at night and like the window shakes, that kind of soothes me too. Yep. Yep. You hear like stuff like outside that's like moving, like the branches moving around or like leaves rustling or it's like I'm nice and secure in here. You know, I'm all yep. cozy and uh nothing can touch me. Um yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, this was a really fun podcast. I uh, appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, drinking glad some, I could be uh, a good guest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you could be a part of it. Uh, for everyone watching, I will be tagging Chris Hazy, uh, for uh, so you can check out his photography um, and uh, get in touch with him if you would like to work together. And uh, please bask in your uh, creative endeavors. Um, don't feel bad about making time for it. And yeah, looking forward to this summer. Uh, it'll be great to uh, be back in shows again, uh, back uh, out and about in Milwaukee's creative scene. So stay tuned. Yeah, let's link up. We'll go on a photo walk or something. We'll have a little fun. I would love that. Let's, let's <laughs> uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time. <laughs>